You don't have to be charismatic to be inspiring. Everyone can inspire. You inspire when you model great behavior, including humility. If you want to inspire people to build a boat, you impress them with the ocean, right? You make them want to go out to sea. Even if your company isn't necessarily looking to expand, it would do you a great service to understand, well, if they do one day, what do I need to know? Welcome to the Payroll Podcast, the show that explores the latest insights and innovations in the world of payroll. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow. Some uh, four short, sharp questions for you, Jim. The first is this. One piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now. Keep your eyes open. Um, I think opportunities are, are going to come fast and furious in the next few years. Um, I think with embedded payroll, you're going to see a lot of companies either doing direct payroll for themselves where they're going to need somebody to run that, to be accurate, yeah. to stay on top of things. Um, and then I think uh, companies at our, uh, those SaaS platforms that are embedding payroll they're going to need leaders on their team, right? Because they're becoming payroll businesses, right? So I think we're going to see more payroll businesses. I think there's just going to be an absolute ton of opportunity out there for folks that are interested in implementation, tax notice resolution, um, taxes in general, just, just moving money and, and confirming that. Risk, if you, if you want to tie that to payroll, I think that's also a huge opportunity. You know, the, the, better, the better technology comes, you know, the, the more yeah. fraudsters appear. Uh, so I think that that's a huge area as well. Uh, so anybody working in payroll right now, I mean, the, it's, it's, I think that the opportunities are going to be there. Just, just keep your eyes open. Couldn't agree more. Obviously, music's my ears as a payroll recruiter as well, because more opportunities means it's going to be, you know, it's a good thing because automation scares people. And uh, there's been a lot of studies that payroll is one of the roles that's going to be all fully automated. It, part of the payroll process is going to be, that's the nature of the, of the world. But actually, it's creating, this new technology is creating so many new opportunities. Um, as we mentioned, the 60 plus roles available out there now that we've identified, there'll be more to come as well. So I think it's really exciting and I couldn't agree more with that answer. Uh, question two, if you had the power of foresight and you could change the entire payroll industry with one action or one improvement, what would that action or improvement be? Oof, that's a, that's a big question, Nick. Um, I think I, I think I'll go back to I, I would love to in general see a reduction of of notices. Um, I I think that I think that companies for the most part want to do things that are that are on the level. Um, I think that there's too much bureaucracy behind these notices getting sent out. I think they're a massive waste of time. Um, I'd love to see companies given the benefit of the doubt, you know, that they're out there in the economy, growing the world and, and, and paying people and, you know, tax notices, you know, you were, you were five minutes late with this deposit or whatever it is. I, I would love to see those largely go away. Cause I think they create bigger problems and waste more, waste more time than, than needed. Yeah. Agreed. Question. Three, I'm a school leaver and I've come to you, Jim, because I've seen you're really passionate about what you do, but I'm unsure about what to do with my next step. I'm unsure what career path to take. How would you sell payroll as a career opportunity for someone who is unsure about what they want to do? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I would certainly show them your study of the 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 sixty opportunities. I think yeah. that that's that's amazing. I think that that's one way to, um, I think that's one way to excite people. But I'll, I'll go back to the old, you know, kind of the old adage: if you if if you want to have, if you want to inspire people to build a boat, you know, you 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 make them you make them want to you know, you, you impress them with the ocean, right? You make them want to go out to sea um, and then they'll build a boat as a result. I think if I were talking to somebody about payroll, I think I would talk about, you know, it, it connects all of us as people. We all, we all need to be paid. We're always going to need to um, be paid. And uh, I, would, I would try to inspire them with, with all, of the, all of the special moments and stories and and um, existence that is, you know, dependent on payroll. And, and uh, I would try to inspire them that way. Yeah, nice. Well, I think it takes us right back to the start of the podcast, but you said it's the lifeblood, right? It, it, yeah. Without payroll, you know, you're connecting and impacting. That's probably a better word. You're impacting every single employee that you are responsible for paying and, and the way that they live their lives and the, what they choose to do and how they choose to spend their money, which is, which I think is really exciting. So I think you put that really well at the start of the show. And last but not least, a bit of fun. If payroll were a song, I don't know if you're a musician or if you're into music, but let's, <laughs> let's find out. Uh, what would it be and why? Um, if payroll were a song, Walking on Sunshine. There you go. There's the passion yeah. coming through. Love it. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was hoping you were going to ask me if, if payroll were a movie, what movie would it be? Well, you can answer uh, that was, one too. Go on, we're, yeah, we're here now. Uh, Go for it. I was going to say Men in Black, you know, because it's it's happening behind the scenes. There's this whole world that, you know, folks don't know about. And anytime there's a disaster, they're there to clean it up and fix it and delete everyone's memory. And they're just, you know, they go on with their lives. Very nice. Yeah, I used to I used to ask Payroll a song or a movie. I, I took that bit out and caught you off guard. There you go. But it's a great response nonetheless. What's the next big thing then with everything you've said today to bring it full circle? What's the next big thing in the world of HR learning and development that that should that everyone should, should really be considering and thinking about now? It's this, it's inspiration. Inspiration is the new engagement. It's the next level. It's the next frontier. Now look, I'm not downplaying engagement. The whole focus on engagement is the right focus. And, and we want to build, you know, high trust, fully engaged culture, cultures. And, and, we're, and there's the gap in engagement is extraordinary still everywhere. So seeking to build a highly engaged team and culture still is holy grail. But there's another frontier beyond that. And that's inspiration. A study from Bain shows this, that inspired employees are 56% more productive than engaged employees. Wow. Okay. There's another frontier. Inspiration is a new engagement. And here's what I want to say is that everyone can inspire. It is a learnable skill. And the, 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 the big thing I'm trying to make, the main point I'm trying to make here is this, is I want to separate inspiration from being charismatic. Sometimes people think, well, you know, the inspiring person is the charismatic person. That may or may not be true. I know a lot of people who are not charismatic at all, who, who are very inspiring because of who they are, how they lead, how they extend trust, and how they embed and imbue and create purpose into everything that they do. 
and it is very inspiring, even though they're not quote charismatic. And 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 so you don't have to be in charismatic to be inspiring. Everyone can inspire. You inspire when you model great behavior, including humility. There's a study from LRN that shows that people that are humble are 18 times more likely to inspire their, their people, the people around them. You know, so you inspire through your modeling. You inspire when you trust people. To be trusted is the most inspiring form of human motivation. It brings out the very best in all of us. And so everyone can be trusting and learn to be trusting in smart ways that inspires people. But you also inspire when you connect with people through your caring and through creating a sense of belonging. And when you also connect to purpose, to meaning and to contribution, and you try to embed any role and any organization with purpose, meaning and contribution, and you can do that. And when you connect with people and connect to purpose, that inspires. And so my main point is inspiring is a learnable competency, just like trust is. And we can get good at inspiring. And inspiration is the new frontier. It's where it's going. And, and that if we can build high trust cultures that not only engage people, that, that inspire people, we will best win that war for talent and innovate in the, in the marketplace. Oh, and that will keep us relevant. We can get better at finding it as well. I mean, inspiration can be found in so many places from the up campaign, just looking up when you're outdoors to, you know, uh, coming out of bounce back abilities, we say in the UK, but coming through adversity. I mean, I look at my brother who um, sadly lost his arm and he's, he's, he's became disabled having been right arm. He lost his right arm and he's just had a prosthetic fitted that's taken him 10 years. I and mean, he's an inspiration to me. I mean, to what he's gone through to get back up and keep working and be a parent. And we've got ones working from home, you know, trying to juggle work and, and, and child care and all these different things and inspiration can be found in so many places that I couldn't agree more. It's a, it's a fantastic thing to, to be able to inspire others, but also to be able to find it in others as well. I love it. And the example of your brother, that's inspiring. See, that's a form of modeling. And, and um, we need that. In a low trust world, we need models and models can become mentors. And if we get enough of that working within an organization, you can transform that organization. Models becoming mentors. And, and so we've got to lead out with this and everyone can be can inspire and, and it's learnable. And that's what's needed today is this inspiration. It's the new frontier. And so that's, that's exciting, Nick. The last thing I, I want to just give one sure. last point Please. to all of our listeners and, and viewers. And that is simply this idea that for all of this kind of grandeur, you know, thinking of how trust is so important, always remember that trust is created from the inside out. And it's very easy to kind of look out there and say, well, as soon as the boss changes, the CEO changes, or this person or that person, then we can build this kind of culture. And that kind of thinking is the problem. We've got to look inside out. We've got to look in the mirror. We've got to start with ourselves because self-trust precedes relationship trust which precedes team trust, which precedes organizational trust, which precedes market trust, which precedes societal trust. It's inside out. And I remember one time I gave a presentation at the break, someone came up to me and said, Stephen, your presentation makes so much sense to me because it kind of gives me a way of viewing my, my problems in my career. And he said, look, I'm not happy with where I'm at. And my whole life I've blamed everybody else. My first job, couldn't trust my boss. 
So I get another boss, can't trust him either. Go to another company, can't trust this boss, can't trust the leaders, can't trust the company. This has been my pattern. I go home to my community, can't trust my neighbor. He goes, I don't even trust my kids. And you know, he went on and on and then he said, and then when you put up that metaphor that trust is built from the inside out and showed the ripple effect where the drop water comes down, the ripples, the waves, they start at the inside and they ripple out. Then I realized what my problem was. And then he looked around to make sure no one was looking. And very carefully, he whispered into my ear and said these words, I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself. And I realize now I'm projecting that distrust out onto everybody else. So what do I do? And I said, here's what I would do just to increase that self-trust. Start by making and keeping commitments to yourself in the little things. And the fastest way to build trust with another person is to make that person a commitment and to keep it. Make another commitment and keep it. Guess what? That's also the fastest way to make and build trust with yourself. Make and keep commitments to yourself. And you do that and you go from one to another to another and you'll begin to build a sense of, of integrity, of clarity, of power. And you build that self-trust from the inside out. And when you build that trust in yourself, it becomes easy, natural, and abundant to build trust with others and on relationships and on teams. It's inside out, always looking in the mirror, always starting with ourselves. My, I imagine that most people listening to this podcast are already saying, I've got high self-trust, but it remains the common denominator of the starting point for all of us. Always look in the mirror, always start with yourself, your credibility, your behavior. You do that well, and you will be the catalyst to create trust from the inside out. You will be that model who becomes the mentor, and you will be the ripple in the pond, and you'll build that trust from the inside out. That is the charge. That is the challenge to each and every one of us to get better, to become a catalyst for building high trust in a low trust world. We can do this. We need to bring about a renaissance of trust, Nick. There's too much distrust in our world, and we've got to bring about this renaissance of trust. And I, I challenge all of us starting with you and I, Nick, and, and, and all of our listeners and viewers on this podcast to be a catalyst to bring about a renaissance of trust. It's what's needed today. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting, and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. First question is this, one piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now? Don't be afraid to expand your horizons. Even if your company isn't necessarily looking to expand, it would do you a great service to understand, well, if they do one day, what do I need to know? So get yourself subscribed to the different associations that are globally minded from uh, for payroll professionals. Start reading some articles, connect on LinkedIn, because it's never too late, because you don't want to end up being in a position where suddenly tomorrow, Somebody says, make it happen, and you don't know.
so so don't be afraid to start learning about it now because it, it the, the global expansion will not go away having workforce around the world is always going to be present and it's going to continue to increase so be get prepared for it super be prepared and don't be afraid to connect absolutely right we've been connected ever since we met right the apa and it's been it's been great and it's amazing where these things can lead uh, second question if you had the power of foresight and you could change the entire global payroll industry with one action or one improvement what would that action or improvement be um automating the filings systems around the world <laughs> getting away from physically handing documents that need to be stamped because um, that uh, increases visibility accountability and transparency when it comes to to how governments operate um, i think the uk has done a tremendous job ireland uh, brazil in terms of automating how they manage filings and submissions i would love to see more and more countries move in that direction particularly in, in exotic jurisdictions because that then gives a lot more assurance to employers and companies operating in those jurisdictions that everything they could see it right? They can access a portal, they can submit a query, and it's right there. Um, so that would be the one thing that I would want to change. Nice. Now, well, I'm going to add a little add-on question then very quickly. It, it, just in your experience, 160 plus countries at this alone, what's the most complex country for you? What's the one where you come in and you go, oh, oh no, that's a complex one. We'll do it, but it's it's a toughie. I know, I know, I know some countries, I know in, even in some states, for example, in the US, I think it's is it Pennsylvania has 247 different types of legislation alone. But what is um yeah, what's the most complex country for you? So traditional, there's always the traditionals, right? People always say France, Brazil, uh, Italy, the, those are the ones. And the reason for that is because there is a lot of um, different types of taxes, re registration requirements, complexities around collective bargaining agreements. So those haven't changed for me. US 100% is a bit of a minefield sometimes because I always tell people every state is like its own every country. So how do you yeah. navigate that? But there's different levels of complexity for me. Um, you know, when I look at the management process, Afri Afri most African countries possess, um, are a challenge because of certain, sometimes lack of infrastructure or lack of clarity around tax rules. So that's complex in its own way. How do you manage and navigate that when things aren't necessarily like fully written out? And then there's you know the, the France example, which is just lots of different taxes and requirements and things like that. So I would put it on a bit of like a spectrum in terms of, of what does complexity mean to you, right? because uh, the whole world is complex but when you break it down there's different reasons why certain jurisdictions are just complex right. i'm gonna I, I, I gotta push you a little bit though so i'm gonna relocate yeah. what's the one country you do not and you're gonna do my payroll where's um, the one place you do not want me to relocate to because it's just gonna be a nightmare uh, maybe it's antarctica uh, we'll discover maybe antarctica yes there you go <laughs> to do there <laughs> everywhere else if you come to me i'll give you insight all right i'll, I'll tell let you know what is. the text looks like but you're absolutely right what what i don't know is in antarctica Perfect. Um, we've come full sure. circle love that love that well listen last question in the vault is uh, if payroll a bit of fun if payroll was a song or a movie what song or movie would it be and why payroll uh, your song yeah, I'll take that. Uh, payroll, my payroll career. <laughs> That's it. Because <laughs> we all I love payroll, love right? We love payroll. 
This is it. Yeah, I'm, I am the biggest proponent of that song. So My Payroll Career by, G, uh, by, by was it by Nick Day? Was it by it you? by me, yeah, Nick Day, that's me. Written yeah. by Nick Day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll take that. It's the best answer anyone's ever given to that, that question. I should ask it more often. So first question is this, one piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now? Uh, I mean, it's purpose. I think there's this the stuff I've talked about today. I think we, we're able to give people working in payroll a new purpose. So, you know, moving from this back end admin function to something that's far more engaged into the employee experience. We've got customers at Zealous that are doing some really interesting things through pay. So through payroll, they're making decisions over earned wage access. And so allowing people to, again, their financial well-being to be protected or enhanced through decisions that are being made by payroll teams, not necessarily benefit teams, um, yeah. which is what used to happen. And so with those kind of things happening, if you can start to see the impact on people, I think that adds a lot of purpose to the payroll function and the individuals working with it. And purpose is really important to our own well-being. Um, but I think it's a really powerful driver employee experience. So I think anyone working in payroll who starts to understand more that there's a human at the end that I can have a positive impact, that is a really, really good place to be. And I think it makes payroll far more exciting than it used to be when, when I first joined the, the workforce. Yeah, fantastic. Now, question number two, if you had the power of foresight that could change the entire payroll industry with one action or improvement, what would that action or improvement be? Oh, good example. Yeah, good question. I mean, I, I it's linking to the research, but I genuinely think even if we hadn't done this research, it would be understanding. You know, I've done a lot around financial well-being and um, there's a lot about control and confidence. So when we talk about financial well-being, if you can get people to feel more in control of their finances and have more confidence dealing with their finances, better results will come, regardless of how much somebody earns or what their socioeconomic position is. And I think it's the same with pay. If we look at pay as a an offshoot of, of, of finances and just one of the many different financial decisions and concepts we need to get our heads around, if you think about control and confidence, how do I give more control and confidence to somebody when it comes to their pay? It's going to be that if I put a pay slip in front of them, they see a tax code and they know it's right and they know what a tax code is and they see those deductions and that they're all correct. And again, it's not loads of complex information we're trying to get them to understand. It's just stuff that nobody gets taught anywhere else. And so I think the more we could do that, um, you know, I think anything I've ever learned about pay before um, being part of the Zellis group was was me Googling stuff. And it's just not a good way to learn information. And, and Google is now a very big place with a lot of misinformation yeah. and fake news and stuff. And so, you know, my, my employer is the one I trust to tell me this information. Um, and so I think I'd love to see more em employers have done that many, many years ago, certainly when I grew up. I know. So certainly in my case, I'm sure most people are going to put it out there, probably done this. If you try and be Google doctor, right, as a good example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. we always look at the worst possible outcome. And actually, it's very rarely is when you go and see the expert, which will be our GP. We'll hopefully put us at mind when there's something wrong going on. So it's a really good example. Uh, last but not least, bit of fun. If power were a song or a movie, what song or movie would it be and why? Uh, this is the first song that came to my my head, but it's going to sound really cringe, but I'll say it anyway, because I can't think of another one. Uh, things can only get better. Hey, um, great. It sounds, a little, it sounds a little bit like a, a political campaign, but um, I, I genuinely believe, it. you know, all the work I've been doing with the Zealous Group and uh, the thought leadership that I've been driving, I genuinely believe that payroll is on this tipping point of becoming far, far more interesting to the business and far, far more interesting to the employee. I think the way we pay people in the future is going to change quite significantly. I think we will we will start to see pay becoming more important to employees. You know, not just 
getting pay, but how pays function, yeah. what things come out of pay deductions that are made. Um, you know, I've worked in the benefits world for a long time. It's some of the similarities we saw in the trajectory of the benefits world we're seeing in pay. Um, and so I think for those people that really want to grasp it, and when I talked about this at the, the recent Zedis conference, lots of payroll people came up to me afterwards and said that they were excited, but they were also scared about what this future might look like, because it's a big change from people who work in a back office to something that might be a bit more employee facing. Uh, but for those people that want to grab that, I think it's exciting. And, and most things that are exciting are also a bit scary as well. So um, I, I do think for those who want to embrace it, it will get much, much better and you'll become much more important to your organization. And that's that's sure. better for, for each individual in their careers as well as the organization. Couldn't agree more. I think it's a hugely exciting time for the world of payroll. Fear, of course, exists only in the mind. So let's, uh, let's embrace yeah. it. Let's, uh, let's be more strategic. Let's uh, really get involved in uh, imp improving that employee experience for everybody in there. One piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now? One piece of advice. Um, look forward, don't look back. It is like you, you you come, if you start like this work now or if you've been here for a while, uh, the space is, uh, this business area is filled with preconceptions, with things that don't change, that haven't changed. Um, keep asking why. Perfect. If you had the power of foresight and you could change the entire global payroll industry with one action or improvement, and I might know what this is, what action or improvement would that be? Oh, wow. I would make it exactly the same across the world. Uh, all processes for payroll, you know, social security, deductions. I would make it like one fell swoop, all the same across the world. Perfect. Um, Great. Yeah. Makes, makes everyone's lives a little bit easier. And last but not least, a bit of fun. If Peril was a song or a movie, and I know you've quoted a couple of movies during today's show as well, uh, what song or would it be, or movie would it be, and why? If Peril was a movie or a song, oh my God, I have to pick a good one. You've quoted two uh, superheroes, I think, during the course of the episode. That Iron Man, I think it was... Uh, yeah, yeah no, Spider-Man, I think, was the second quote. Um... Um, I would say Avengers Endgame, you know, uh, for, you know, for the geeks that know it, uh, the, the final battle is literally fighting everything at the same time, handling everything at the same time, trying to save the world and doing everything, you know, uh, against, against, uh, uh, against time passing. So I'd say it's, some days it feels very much like it. You know, you have to, you, you have to save save the good guys, fight the evil ones. And, and 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 put a smile on your face at the same time. So. Amazing. We're going to open the vault, Kerry. Um, some quick, short questions with some short, sharp answers. Um, one piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now? Um, look, always, always look up, never look down. Oh, nice. In terms of career and passion, but also have compassion for your colleagues. Yeah. Fantastic. If you had the power of foresight and you could change the entire payroll industry with one action or one improvement, what would that action or improvement be? Better teamwork. I don't know. That's a difficult one for me to answer, but that's why I need Kate Upcraft to help me out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kate's, Kate's, uh, Kate's been on the show twice now, Vessa. So uh, yeah, maybe we should, uh, we should combine the two and have, have another show. Uh, last but not least, I know that we've, uh, we've had a few dances along the years, uh, Kerry, at these different events. But if payroll were a song, what song would it be and why? 
um, shine by Take That. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Knocked out the park. Oh, Absolutely. Shine with your you know, celebration arms because I just think that, that payroll should be celebrated and every payroll professional should shine and be proud of themselves in the, the profession in their industry. Thank you so much for tuning into the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment. If you need help with a current payroll vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.